0: Oh shit of course I'm not, wasn't ready I was trying to do that thing for uh all right you ready Jason you gonna do the animation all that all right right ready let's do this oh wait okay. Fuck is up. Thanks for being here. Hope you're glad that we're back because we are certainly glad to be here. It's been a while, but we did leave triumphantly from the Midwest of the country um, with a whole bunch of new friends and uh, good times. We had a great time on the road. We'll get into that. Um, for those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we uh, are here to spread dissent and disruption to every corner of the flat earth. Um, We want the working people of the world to rise up and create a calmer, more sustainable world, um, leaving behind the rich capitalists that want to destroy everything in their path. So... We are starting very small. It's just this little operation out of our basement. We're going, growing stronger and stronger every single week, but we are close to satisfaction. Probably within, like, the next two years, I think, we'll see the fall of the United States and uh, the rise of the People's Workers' Party. Uh, that party's more than worse.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's what party means, right? Well, I mean,
0: I mean, like, party on, like, booze and um, drugs. <laughs>
1: drugs. Yeah, party like booze and drugs. Yeah.
0: Um... We You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcatcher, all of that. And if you want bonus content, we have a Patreon. It's a website where you can support the artists that you like. Uh, for $1 a month, you get extra shows. For $3 a month, you get a copy, a digital copy, of our zine that we write every single month. This month, you're getting the punk zine, right? Yeah. This is the punk zine. You're going to get the digital copy of that this month. And, uh... For five dollars, you can watch us do the show. For eight dollars, you get that zine sent to your house. So lots of options to support the show when you're ready to do so, so that we can spread this mess
1: across the U.S. Head over to patreon.com/slash/streetfightradio. Yeah, the bonus shows. Get get over there and get them bonus shows. They're fun. They're worth it. They're very fun, and we got some cool ones coming up. So
0: yeah, there's some good ideas. I got bom- I got bombarded by. More than three people about doing a kraut Rock show, so that's definitely no. something
1: I'm going to do. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, and we'll maybe get our country music show done. That'll at some be fun
0: point too. Yeah,
1: that we've always wanted to do. We talk about country music a lot when we're on the fucking road, and we always talk about doing a show, but then we forget. So uh, we're back. We're back in town. The boys are back in town. The town of Columbus, Spread Ohio. Spread the word around. <laughs> It was fun though it was cool to go see i don't know it was fun to go see parts of the country i've never seen you know
0: yeah that is true i've never i never uh had any idea if how i would make myself to minneapolis or des moines or any of those places i went to st louis for band when i was a kid
1: yeah here's the thing about it i guess we just start out we did chicago first and it was a fun weekend. We had our families with us. It was more of a family vacation. Yeah, yeah. And we had a really good time. Stayed in a nice hotel, and we enjoyed Chicago. Right.
0: I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Good food. Um, we went to that happy place that uh, like Instagram trap. That yeah. Was a lot of fun. The girls like ate it up, so I loved it too. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. You know. Yeah. It's just a bunch
1: of you can take. Uh, Yeah, it's
0: like basically, so it's rooms that they just put up like wallpaper and like hang like mirrors or have like a wall full of rubber duckies and you can like pose inside of a tub and have like (laughs) a room full of rubber duckies surrounding you. They had was like. They had a giant pot of gold that was, like, filled with yellow yellow ball pit with, like, a rainbow over it and you could dive into it. And they had, like, folks on hand to take, like, Instagrams and snaps and
1: boomerangs and all of that for you. We should open one of those for us, but all the rooms is just a different pile of trash. Yeah, arranged in different <laughs> ways. Like, a table with, like, bongs and stuff on yeah. it and, like, ashes all over the place yes, that you can yeah. smoke in.
0: yeah. A bunch of leftover basically we could just do like leftover trash rooms. Yeah, just a Repurpose bunch of rooms with trash. Different you know. kinds of trash.
1: And our listeners will all get in a bunch and be of like, those, ah. like, we could recreate the old street fight picture that's up in the store where we're sitting at a table and a gross at a gross yep. picnic table yep. with a bottle of piss on
0: it. Yep. We could find an old old wrought iron uh patio furniture and then you could sit on it and take a picture and make it look like you're in like a bombed out husk of a uh, civilization
1: let's fucking do that man and we, it, and we paid a lot of money it was
0: a lot yeah i don't want to say
1: okay well that's how much we're charging to get yeah. into this yeah you'll be embarrassed uh, yeah you'll be embarrassed to say how much you paid to get well, in. well
0: and you know but actually i was kind of in an asshole thing because when i was in there i was like i mean this is just sheets hanging from the wall you know but my wife did remind me she was like well somebody has to do all that and i'm like you're right this seems like a lot of fucking work. And I'm not I'm never going to set up like a confetti. Uh, they had like a big giant snow globe you could get inside of that was filled with confetti that flew everywhere. Yeah. I'm just fun.
1: not going to be able to do that. When we do ours, we're going to have that money machine.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes we need to bring back we need to
1: find an old money machine we do and bring it on tour with us we should be buying (laughs) like as soon as possible when there's a street fight office there's definitely going to be one of those money machines i always wanted to be in one we need to get a
0: van a van that has a hitch on it so that we can pull a trailer with a money machine on it (laughs) i
1: mean we don't need to tour like a band with all that stuff no just one money machine. we got
0: room just me you and a money machine yeah dude well i think that's a great idea we, I, that's a good idea i think uh it would go over well there's it not there's no, not many
1: other acts doing that there's never been a place where the money machine didn't go over well What well, if you're if you're not sure what we're talking about because you're a millennial and money machines have gone out of style i was I, i've been in a money machine myself you've been in one yeah i could the, never get in one
0: the fox kids club um, used to have a kids convention for free downtown. Basically it was a place where all of the fruit snacks and sugary <laughs> juices could advertise to you and give you like a bag full of free shit. Perfect. Uh but they would they had a they had a raffle and I am one of the luckiest people on the planet. So as a kid I want to go in the money machine. Yeah. It was a tough one though because So what it was is it's a box that you stand in. There's like a fan underneath you. Then money starts swirling around you, but you had to grab it. And you had to put it in these little slots that were inside. And it was so
1: hard. You had to, like, inchworm your fingers in, you know? Yeah. If you're you're watching in the chat, the money machine is in the chat so that people can see what a money machine looks like. Yeah, the live stream has a picture. Oh, my God. Brett, we got to stop. For our happy place thing, Uh Think Thirsty just had the perfect thing. What is it? A Pontiac Grand Am that you can sit (laughs) in. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) also with when cigarette you burns in, in the it, top the ch- the service engine soon light is yes, always on always blinking. Like it'll be like an art it's art it's what it is it's called art
0: it's folk art <laughs> yeah we're two untrained artists yeah blink 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 <laughs> and just broken power windows just a power window motor that's just going
1: rrr, rrr. we'll rig it up to like just run at half speed <laughs> i never none of my grand dams i ever owned not a single no. one that was the it's working light yeah oh well at least it turned on the service engine lights on Yeah. Right now. <laughs> passenger window <laughs> is always taped shut because they never work the i the motors dude was just in brett shit about like complaining to brett for like hours the other day about this that uh back when i was like in the in the Early 2000s, late 90s or so. Anytime I went to buy a car, I would be like, I don't want fucking power windows. And they couldn't believe it. The car sales people just like, what the, what do you mean you don't want power windows? And I'm like, I never in my life had a car where the power windows didn't break. I still really, I have one now. They haven't broken yet. But i don't trust them yeah i mean I they will Don't fail on you i remember we used to have this nissan and the window would only go down if i jammed a butter knife <laughs> into the thing and like pulled on it so we kept a <laughs> butter knife in the fucking car yeah and then one time it just stopped doing it and my wife was out at a bar and she she's like the car is downtown we can't just leave the windows down and i was like i mean you're gonna have to because yeah. i ain't going down there and getting it <laughs> we got to leave
0: the windows open car
1: yeah i'm not worried about it but
0: I had a, um, I had a like an 86 Stanza, Nissan Stanza hatchback. It was pretty slick back in the day, like when it came out. So it had like, it had the, um, electric windows up and down. I did it one time on the passenger side and that shit just like fell straight into the door. <laughs> And then I just put it back up and was like, do not do that ever again. <laughs> well, those, don't those use, windows
1: do not go down. Is the shittiest thing is like everybody that drives a grand damn smokes, too. And yeah. when the windows won't go down, it's always like you're trying to <laughs> like the yeah. smoke has to travel either in front of the driver or the. passenger. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just filling. <laughs> Usually you're the passenger and the driver's smoking a cigarette and the smoke is just coming across to go out the window on your side where yeah. it works. But yeah, yeah. We'll have to look into that because just open the door real quick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how that, you take care of that. Grand dams are the shittiest cars. in the, They're the most yeah, street fight they car. They shouldn't have made them. If we ever get an official business car, a company car for street fight, it's got to be a red and black Grand Dam. That's a good idea. Because that is the, that. We can get one for each of us. I buy a black one, you buy a red one. And we just like
0: swap the parts
1: on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That is the most, if you want to know what our aesthetic is, like what the, what the street fight aesthetic is, it is a red and black grand dam. <laughs> Basically. We're well, both that's people. That's what I grew up in. We're both people. I've owned three grand dams. Goddamn. i i owned none. That was
0: my parents. My parents did that.
1: Yeah. I, I got one one time. That I was paying $136 every two weeks. We forward. had two Grand dams growing up, actually. Yeah. A
0: teal one and a, a, a maroon one. That's oh. the only colors they made them in, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I had a teal one and I had a red one. Oh. And I had an Achieva. Achieva is also a Grand dam
0: The silver Grand dams too. I remember I had a boss with a silver Grand cheat GT that she was paying out the nose for. yeah six hundred dollars a month or something That's what I'm for saying. A brand i was, new one i was
1: paying 136 dollars every two weeks for this grand dam Whew. and when i got it every time i stopped at a traffic light the fucking thing would just stall and it would be really hard to turn it back on so <laughs> normal <laughs> yeah the like... car's like oh i need a rest <laughs> yeah so uh i drove oh i've seen silver ones too brian yeah um i drove to um the place and i was like this thing keeps stalling they're like well we just drove it around and didn't stall once oh god which is the worst feeling in the world especially because at the time i was a cable guy so like that whole thing is a real pain in the ass when they were like my internet doesn't work and then you get there and you're like well it's working now so i don't really fucking know how to fix it if it's working and kind of the same thing with cars but then they finally replicated the problem and i spent just, I remember $400 one time for him to fix it And they replaced some part And I spent like $300 for him to fix it and they replaced some part And we're talking about money that I did not fucking have I yeah, was yeah. so fucking broke at the time That it was catastrophic Every time I had to pay to get that fucking car fixed It just threw everything out of balance It was like hustle fest of the year when that car broke down. Because it was like, okay, how are we going to get money? How are we going to get $200? dollars we got to sell the Wii. Yeah, Is there anything else in this house we can fucking sell? Is there a game system? Is there some games? Do we still have any CDs? Do we have any DVDs? <laughs> right, right. You know, can we call somebody and borrow money? <laughs> Do you know of anybody who's like living high on the hall? Ho- because most of my friends didn't even have any fucking money. Yeah. So this Grand dam. finally, we take it to the place and are like, shit. You know what? And, and I bought this from J.D. Byrider. Okay. Yes, that's this, that shit. was a mistake. J.D. Byrider was a huge fucking mistake. But I bought this thing from J.D. Byrider. I take it back to J.D. Byrider. And they're like, guess what? We found out what the fucking problem was. And I was like, okay, cool. You're going to. F- yeah, what's the problem? He was like. There's four engine mounts and three of them are rusted through and broken. So the motor's just fucking flopping wobbling, around yeah. in there and turning off <laughs> when yeah. you're driving. And I was like, um, can you like? fix that i was like can you go ahead and fix it they were like one thousand one hundred dollars so i had to go to my bank and take out a one thousand one hundred dollar loan on top of my fucking car loan wow two months after i bought the car wow and pay for that to get fixed so i was paying both a car loan And a signature loan at the same time. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was a fucking nightmare period of my life. Like, when I went, originally, I was like, I don't want a high car payment. And they were like, well, let's see what we can do. they're like, well, we've looked at your budget. We looked at how much you made. We looked at how much your wife made. And then they had had us fill out this form that talked about, you know, have you eaten? How much fast food do you eat? Uh do you smoke? Right. Uh do you drink? Right. Just questions like Everything. that. So we like kind of answered those questions and they said if you ate fast food three times less because i was eating seven days yeah like uh, that's dinner that's not fast that's called dinner yeah like all my meals i was getting there and they were like if you cut down to eating fast food three times a week and quit smoking we could get you in this saturn over here for 300 dollars every two weeks and you could afford that and i was like i can't afford no way i can't can't afford to quit smoking i'm never gonna do any
0: of those things wow that's incredible yeah, I never got I don't never got I never got caught up into one of those. I mean, thankfully. they made you
1: watch a video. So, when you signed your contract, so you had the guy that took you through your budget, where you filled out all the stuff, where all your money goes, how much money you make, me and my wife, and then they run both of your credit. Yeah. And then they figure out which person has the better credit that they can put the car in their name, right? And then they do all the stuff and uh they, they like, uh, then it ended up being me. They took me into a room for like, I think like two, uh, for like an hour and a half and to watch a bunch of videos about contract law and shit like that, that, of course, I wasn't paying attention to. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you know. And I just signed the papers and I left. And like God you couldn't damn. even be like. And they
0: threw you in that a car with three fucking rusted engine mounts. Yes,
1: they did throw me in a car with three rusted engine mounts. I mean, like my theory is that because this happened right after Katrina, and I think they got a bunch of cars that were in yeah Katrina. Sense. I could see that and cleaned them I up see and that. were selling them on that on that lot.
0: I always got my cars was just basically tax returns. And I'm thinking of, like, three cars now that it was just, like, my dad always knew somebody because he worked as a—he was a welder. So all those guys would somehow get extra cars or, like, you know, they didn't do drugs and shit. They were, like, trading lawnmowers, <laughs> like, riding lawnmowers for, like, Camaro bodies and shit. You know what I mean? Just, oh, like, yeah. junk collector type yeah. guys. And so he, I was like, man, if you, you know, if you got $900, I can find a car that runs, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 That was kind of a year. I had a lot of guys that could work on cars. So when they broke down a lot of times I could get it fixed. But once you got t- to that period where like you're buying grand dams and then once the cars get just a little bit newer, people that know how to work on cars can't even work on them. They're like yeah. impossible to fucking work on. Yeah, I think
0: I think what happened with me is that I fucked up my f- very first auto payment because I went way too high. I tried to get this. I got an Audi A4, and it was just way too expensive, and I couldn't keep up with it. And I was also wasting my money on other stuff way faster than I was oh, yeah. paying the bills. Uh, and I had to run away from collections on that for a good amount of time, kept the car hidden like nine months longer than when they were supposed to repo it. That's a uh, good
1: nine month run though.
0: Right. But after that, I was just like, I just got into the thing where I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to go through the whole rigmarole, signing up for payments ever again. Like I just, it's not for me. And now I know they're going to say no because I fucked it up real bad and so that i think that got me through a lot of stuff where it was just i found other ways to do it without getting totally fucking abused like that that's
1: fucking crazy the yeah. jd Rider shit is not. the buy here pay here stuff is really rough and i mean that's a lot of people's only option that's why well, the actual end game of this the dream the dream of of like if i ever have if, if i ever make enough money to do real like hardcore community service Like, my thing is going to be a place where people can get their, where broke-ass people can, working-class people can get their goddamn cars fixed. Yeah. Because that is, like, I I just, just so much fucking trauma tied up into that thing. Like, I'll just never forget what it would feel like to be standing on the side of a fucking road with a broken car, not knowing what it was, and then having to go... And, like, talk to somebody, like, what is this going to cost me? How much is this going to cost when you don't have any wiggle room in your fucking paycheck? Like, that's my dream. My real fucking dream is, like, to open up a place that, like, working class people can get their goddamn cars fixed.
0: Yeah, that's it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being, like, super fucked up and, like, having somebody call in the middle of the night and being, like, I'm stuck on the side of the road and I have nobody else to call and, like going up there with my eyes glued shut, like, screaming on the side of the freeway, what the the fuck is wrong with it? And they're, like, (laughs) playing around with it, you know, doing anything they can to get the fucking thing to turn over, and it's just, it sucks. Because then it's like, because then it's like, you have to have so much money like you you're gonna need a lot of money immediately
1: at least like 400 500 everything's on the line right yeah yeah your job is definitely on the fucking line i mean like if you live in columbus ohio and that's really one of the things man brett and i uh when we were out of town like okay we were in minneapolis and uh they had public transportation that looked pretty decent they have like a train you know they have public transportation in chicago and like uh they we just we don't have it here, we need it, we
0: need it Sorely. desperately, and this is that is the thing is you know i'm I really do like those riding those scooters around, and a lot of people I think are using them, and hopefully it's saving them from firing up an internal combustion engine to drive down to fucking Jimmy John's or wherever they're going to get lunch at, but those things are just so unsustainable because it's it's just the whim of this fly by night company, you know this isn't like real infrastructure the, the the best the city can do now is raise money by finding people that are riding the scooters wrong or by like getting taxes and going after these companies that are providing these scooters that's how they're going to raise money they they're not going to spend any real money on uh a, like a permanent competitor that isn't you know as as
1: fucking fly by night right the scooters and the bikes all that stuff seems like such a like a great deal until you realize the people that are running them are dipshits. You know what I mean? And yeah. that are just going to disappear. Brett was using those cars to go. They had they have this like program that are these little loved these little smart cars that were just kind of parked all over the city and uh you could go grab one, you could reserve it, go grab one and you could drive just within the city. You couldn't like you couldn't go too far in. They them. had pretty good deals on the full day though. But they were useful. Like, it it was useful for Brett, but then the company was just like, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. We don't have this. And that, like, imagine being a person who was like, I'm just going to depend on this as my transportation to work, and then having to figure out something new the day that company folds up and leaves.
0: Yeah, and it was was within, like, it was two weeks. It was like it got announced, then it got moved up, and then it was gone. And, uh, I I mean, it's like, now I have to find something else. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that, like, we
1: could be so... (laughs) <laughs> they've added if some we were if,
0: circulator buses i guess i'm
1: sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead i'm well it's just it's gonna take more than buses i mean the thing that i noticed when we were in different cities really big is that like why don't we have those double buses with like the accordion like we have the amount of people that are in some of those cities that have them you know Do we have that many riders though i don't think it's overcrowding a but problem it, overcrowding on the buses i mean if you get on the number one downtown you you're definitely not sitting down and i've been very packed in that okay bus before. yeah they should and like there are just some heavily ri- ridden buses where like there's not enough space i also think that people don't take buses seriously as a no. form of mass transit no I think they're fucking wonderful to, yeah i think it needs to be on a rail or some sort of thing. I just don't think that people are going to take buses. They feel unmoored or something like that. Like they could go off their route. I don't yeah. know what it is.
0: Well, we have a bunch of like zero emissions one now too. They have been upgrading the fleet here in Columbus, but it still doesn't provide like that, that every 10 minute service that you get from like rail, you know? Yeah. Cause Dallas had a really good one. Dallas was great. And a lot of people used it. And I loved it. I like the bus though, because It's like when you're driving to work, you can't Instagram, you can't read a book, you're missing out on posts, you're not looking at any (laughs) of the hashtags. Like, if I hate driving so much, when my wife, when we're somewhere and I get on my phone, she's like, why are you on your phone? I was like, you were Instagramming in the car for 25 minutes while I was (laughs) driving it, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. I missed out on phone time. You missed out on so many posts and hashtags.
0: But yeah, seriously, I Viral videos. I would. I mean, you can read books. Forty-five minute on a bus is like a way to get through some motherfucking books. It's peaceful, and uh, I love
1: it. I guess that's kind of an issue here is that like the buses do take a lot longer. It seems here than in other places because I know that
0: like it's always makes me groan whenever I'm like I'm gonna take the bus tomorrow and it's like "Ah, I gotta be ready an hour. I gotta be out there one hour before I get to the. To get, like, just to a place that's not even that far... To get to... Uh, when I used to go to the to Planned Parenthood.
1: Yeah. To take the bus there was an hour. Yeah. I, and that I, was over in Main Street in, like, Whitehall. I wanted to take Gwen to the zoo one time during the day. And I woke up at, like, 9.30 and I checked to see how long it would take to get to the zoo. And it was four and a half hours on a bus. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. Wow. Like, that's half the goddamn day no. right there. No. No. We ain't <laughs> so, doing that. It's just... I don't know. I I wish... I think more buses... I think more buses would be great. More routes... They're also in Ohio and Columbus. It seems like they're not geared toward getting people from the suburbs here and getting them back out to the suburbs. And I think that's an issue. And that's why things like subways are so good, because the whole job of that fucking subway is yeah. to get people from the suburbs into the middle of the goddamn Right. City so
0: they can go stare at a screen all day and then back. stare at a bad screen. And
1: I think that's I mean, that's how it needs to be fucking set up in all yeah. these places.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're missing out.
1: We are missing out. It sucks.
0: But uh, we had a lot. Like, I mean, I never thought I would see some of those places. Like you said, um, we had Chinese food on a pizza in Des Moines,
1: Iowa, which was a crazy experience. That was good. De- I loved it. Yeah. Crab Rangoon Pizza. Des Moines was great. Des Moines was really fun. A weird city to me. Yeah. Because, okay, so like there was, we got there at 3.30, which in most places there's people. <laughs> Sure. at work in downtown like that are yeah working. Yeah, yeah I thought there' be some hustle and bustle <laughs> there wasn't any hustle and bustle and there was nobody on the streets for the rest of the night and i I like started to get worried like does does anybody come here and then we did the show and people showed up and we talked to them after the show and I was like, hey, is there like a cool neighborhood that everybody's hanging out in right now or or that we could go to and they're like no <laughs> <laughs> they just laughed at me I was like it, it, I was very like plain.
0: yeah they stay. They keep to themselves out there. Now I'm <laughs> trying to stir that. the pot. Yeah, yeah. There were was... some good shows that were coming through at that that place. Vaudeville Muse was a really cool venue, and I was I was up honored to be on the same, on the same wall, our poster on the same wall as a lot of those other bands. Big Business was playing there. Uh, Super Suckers were doing like a 30th anniversary. Yeah, The Body was playing
1: there. The Hoteliers Hoteliers were playing the next night. Street Fight. Street Fight Radio played there. Well, I think that place was so cool. I think that's the funny thing is, like, when you talk to people about going to different cities. Because, like, my, I guess, like, one of my kind of goals is to just go to every cool city in the United States. And I don't give a shit if it's New York or Chicago or Asheville or Des Moines. I want to see the cool part. Of every city. And I saw the a pretty cool like that street in Duyne yeah, that lot. we were hanging on was fucking cool. I
0: saw a lot of neon lights and shit. Yeah, there was definitely some places
1: to get in some trouble. Well, there's cool people that I think the point especially with this tour that i saw is that there's fucking cool people everywhere like nice cool people radical people people with radical politics yep in the middle of cornfields in the middle of everything and i think that made me feel real good to even see how passionate people were and how they how they showed up to the shows and chanted to kill people and stuff like that like that was impressive to me and then uh after after we hit des moines which was, like I said, Fun City. It was okay. Yeah. There was did a can... train right outside of our hotel room. Oh and yeah. We could have kicked it from the front door of the hotel. Room. <laughs> did we talk about what we did in Minneapolis? I mean, we. I thought we did. Yeah. Oh, I guess at the, we did laundry. The laundry. We did. It laundry. was a wild.
0: I just want to say real quick, it was a wild place where when we went there, there was a change machine, and I put a dollar in and it didn't accept it, and then there was one right next to it. And I noticed the one I was trying to put my dollar in had a had a service light on. So I was like, oh, OK, I'll use this one. Went to use it. Did not work. So we're walking around. I finally in the back corner, I find one more change machine. I put in my dollar and uh, it does nothing at all. So then we asked the guy that works there and he's like, oh, shit, you know what? I'll, I'll get a repair man. He's on the way. I'll get a guy over, he's gonna <laughs> he fix said, it. I'll call the change guy. I'll call the change guy, who's gonna come and fix it. Um but until then maybe like uh, you could you could go to Walgreens or something, you know? Like maybe you could you could just ask them, see if they'll do it for you. I was like, All right, that's what we'll do. So we walked down there and, and did it. And that change guy never fucking came. No,
1: the change guy never showed up. But we did get our laundry done there. It was a wild laundromat, but it was fun. There was a
0: Super Mario Brothers cabinet where all of the characters' faces were were like had paint splattered all over it. And there was no screen. It was just a piece of plywood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With no controls. And on the wall, there was a dolphin mural that someone had scribbled all over the face of the dolphin. I like laundromats. (laughs) I do, too. It was a great environment. I mean, it was way more exciting
1: than where I clean my clothes now. Is laundromat, like, the type of place that, like, really gives you... Memories of, of, of being younger and stuff because I, I loved the laundromat when I was a kid because it fucking had video games, it might had, as well have been a video arcade. Well, th-
0: that's the thing is, you remember when that Super Mario screen wasn't a piece of plywood,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. you
0: like it. But it was a piece of not kids can't really play with that. I guess they have an iPad, it's a place to play your iPad. Then,
1: yeah, I don't think any kids go to well, I, I'm that's dumb to say, but I, I don't, I just don't think as many people go to laundromats now. It's not. I mean that's like I a do. twenty year old thing to do. More well, then it's like a, 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 like I don't know. It yeah, seems for like
0: places if you don't. I mean, there's lots of places where you have to do that. Yeah, where you can't don't have a hookup.
1: Yeah, I used to do it when I, I mean I was I was heavy into laundry mats when I was in my 20s. Sure, like I was just going. We've to just home. grown out of it. Yeah, well, I have a laundry machine now. Right. I, I, I that doesn't mean I'm never going to a laundromat again. I, that thing's gonna break gonna stay in my basement for a year because i only buy used uh washers and dryers
0: i'm in i'm in the stage where i go to a uh of dry cleaners that has been there for like 60 years it's run by a guy that wears a bowling shirt and uh it has like motivational posters like fading out in the sun and like just crumpling off the walls. Okay. You know? Like the it's wild fucking place. That but sounds, they clean shit pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean I yeah, I'm a I'm a laundry guy. So yeah, we we liked to, I liked Minneapolis and Des Moines quite a bit. It rained yeah. the whole time we were there, so yeah. there wasn't a ton that we could do. We
0: ate good. I had a beat Rub beat Reuben in uh Minneapolis that was fucking good.
1: I had a cheeseburger that was way too tall. Oh you had the craziest cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. I was, fucking furious they were like it. showing off or something but I, I i'm not gonna name names on this restaurant because it seemed like a good restaurant brett liked his food i don't think it was a bad restaurant it's just don't make fucking one foot tall cheese yeah they
0: took like four onion rings and stacked and then stacked it on top of the patty and then put the bun on top of that with like a gigantic like skewer like a long one shish kebab shit and so, when you smashed it down, it just turned
1: into mush. Yeah, it was pointless. I don't need no goddamn fucking we, uh, giant cheeseburger. Also,
0: Kansas City, best smelling place
1: I've been in my fucking life.
0: Yeah. It smells like open pit barbecue everywhere.
1: Yeah, it smells good. It It is like barbecue city. It's the best smelling city in America, I think.
0: And I had a jackfruit, barbecue jackfruit. That was the shit. Although,
1: I was told that in in Iowa, Ames, Iowa, I believe, they make the Crunch Berries there. And whenever they're making the Crunch Berries, the whole town smells like Crunch Berries, which sounds like a pretty goddamn cool place. Yeah, that sounds like a big plus. Yeah, it was a big plus. But then we got to St. Louis, which was... That was that was the part of the trip where I think I was tired, I would say. Well,
0: yeah. We we had a day off, though, actually. I was not tired. I was felt pretty energized. In Kansas City, I was, like, really worn out, and I was glad
1: we got the day in
0: between because I was going into St. Louis, like, with a lot of energy.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I didn't have any energy the night before. I, I basically got to St. Louis and laid in a hotel room. Well, first of all, St. Louis is kind of weird. Like, if you go to the Yelp pages to look for their food, it's all got bad reviews. (laughs) Yeah. It's like out-of-towners maybe come in and just rate everything badly because they don't like the food. I don't know. They're get killed by Chicago people, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, because Chicago people and St. Louis people hate each other, apparently. that That was part of the thing. But, yeah, so I laid in a room and watched Ballers all night and had room service the first night we were there. But then the second night we were there was the night of the show. And uh, people watched it happen on Twitter, right? People watched a lot of what happened with the show on Twitter. We didn't really explain ourselves we didn't? very much. I didn't tweet about it, did I? I tweeted about it. Okay. Of course, I tweet about everything. Ever. Uh-huh. Okay, But uh, I guess we should explain yeah. like, how, what happened here. This is, what, this is the radio we've been wanting to do since Saturday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was very frustrated because... Um, we have done all the shows that, you know, since back to 2016, right? Yeah. And we, every single place we've went to, they have a mic, two microphones. They usually have four microphones. Um, most don't have like a full setup for, uh, like a a drum kit and shit, but they always have microphones. We show up and we said, we need three microphones. And she said, well, we don't have microphones.
1: Yeah which was like alarming to me Yeah, it was like why wouldn't you have my? did you book a show here did we call you and ask if we could do a show here right and then she said well then she said
0: um, well all I have is speakers and I was like well what do you mean because I'm like can we get microphones do you have a mixing board and she's like well we have a mixer but I don't know if it works I'm like I don't fucking trust this at all so I was like we're gonna have to do a yelling show basically
1: yeah we started to talk about canceling it but we didn't get to the show until like 7 15 and the show started at 8 and it's at this bar called propaganda in st louis it is uh, a, a
0: fucking terrible bar it is <laughs> yeah it's uh so the theme of it is like propaganda outside they have a big commune they have a, a big sickle and hammer that brian took a picture of
1: which and, is cool. It's a big uh metal steel hammer and sickle right out in front of the place and it looks very fucking cool and stylish.
0: Yeah. But, and on uh, the inside they have a bunch of posters but they also have on the wall they have an apology for all of the communist propaganda
1: right so there's communist propaganda posters all over the wall including like,
0: and there's american propaganda there's it was from like all
1: over the, the world right and it was there was a really cool one that was about punching your uh, boss it said like don't punch like remember to it was i don't remember but it, there was just all of this like uh there was really cool Soviet stuff there and they were showing Soviet cartoons and they had like a Soviet, uh, like they had a soldier, like a a mannequin in the front with a Soviet soldiers uniform on like a very cool, I guess, kind of concept. Yeah. It was nice. It was well, I mean, it looked great. It looked very good. And when we got in there, I'm standing across from the bar and I look over and there's a picture frame with a printed piece of paper. in that says like, this stuff doesn't necessarily represent the opinions of the owners of the bar. This is just a moment in time. It's a gimmick. It's just all a fucking gimmick yeah. for these people. Uh, somebody. Yeah,
0: and then they have the nerve to tell people to come perform live in there. And that they, was bullshit. So they, yeah. they, they wouldn't let us close the door down. So, you know, normally we get the bar for the night whenever we do a show. So there was a whole bunch of fucking drunk assholes just talking in the back. And, uh, you know, all, either we could have thrown a tantrum or we just fucking powered through it. You know, the, the IWW ended up coming through with the PA system. Thank you so much, Cody. You're the shit.
1: Yeah, that was awesome that, that they did that. And, and like, so we got a PA and we get in there and yeah, they don't let us close the door down. Like we can't close the door down and charge people. And look, I, I hate having to charge people to see this, but this doesn't happen if we don't charge people. You can't yeah. travel to states and... And do fucking art or comedy or music or anything for free. It doesn't work. The numbers don't fucking add. Up. Yeah. You know, you have to make fucking money for it. And and not letting us shut down the door. Just that was the moment where I was like, this fucking place, they scammed us. Like there was, yeah, they feel fill, we filled their fucking bar. And they they fucking scammed us because yeah a bunch of fucking drunk asshole frat boys showed up in there and acted like fucking idiots at the bar. Nobody could hear the, sh- the the people that actually got to pay to see the show couldn't hear the show that they paid for because these rude fucking people and this shitty fucking bar couldn't hand like did, 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 did fucking. They didn't even have a fucking stage. Like this bar didn't even have a fucking stage. So you don't have any microphones and you don't have any stage. You're not a fucking bar with a performance area. You can't fucking perform at a place. Okay, look, I performed at a hundred fucking punk bars. That's where we perform most of the time. Almost all the bars we perform at are bars where punk bands play. And I've been treated better by every fucking single one of those bars than this one i never been to a shittier bar. That place in fucking New Orleans, the Circle Bar that was a straight up punk bar. The band playing before us was called, or the band playing after was called like zombie tampon or something like that. And they had fucking mics. At least they had fucking yeah, they mics did. and speakers. There was mics shit. that worked. Yeah.
0: They had a sound system that was ready to go. We don't we ask stood-
1: for a lot of shit. We don't ask for fucking anything. We ask for a way to amplify our voices. And if there's not a way to amplify our voices, we'd like a stage. And that's really about fucking all we need to do a show.
0: Dude, I'm you know what? I tell you what I hated the vibe of that place, especially in that neighborhood, dude, cuz it feels like someone should throw a rock through that fucking window, man. I feel like playing that uh the rage against the machine, uh, rolling down Rodeo with a shotgun, you know that shit? Just playing <laughs> yeah, that and throwing yeah. rock because there was also a really obnoxious place next to it called the Taco and Ice Cream Joint. And this was in a place that had like a whole bunch of other Mexican restaurants, and it was so fucking obnoxious to see people in there and going to like a really expensive thrift store next door. Like, I need just shut that shit down. That fucking place sucked. That that yeah. shit sucked. Sorry, y'all, but that blew. And it feels like they're you're gonna they're gonna make a bunch of people move out
1: of their fucking homes. For more of that bullshit, more the people in the neighborhood aren't going to be able to afford to eat at the fucking bar, yeah. or go to the fucking bar. That's
0: what I hate. That's what the thing about it is. Like, I like Gringo tacos. I fucking eat them up everywhere I go. I, I'll put Chinese food in a burrito and I'll eat it. But like, it really, when you have it next door to like, pe- hardworking people that are making food of their culture to make money and get by, they do not have the money as some jag off to do tacos and ice cream joint, bro. You know? Yeah. Or if like, we have graphic heady, heady brews. Yeah. They
1: don't have the graphic design. Yeah. Guys or the seed money. Yeah, yeah. The bank loan and all that
0: it's fucked up
1: i mean yeah it it was cherokee street and i don't like i'm not trying to shit on your town i'm gonna tell you right now that like there's no city that we've been to where there isn't like rampant gentrification but like something that annoys me and i and this just happened to me today in columbus i will say this is that like i was out on parsons avenue which i mean it's on the south end of columbus when i was growing up in order to denote that somebody was white trash, or redneck, or a hillbilly, or an idiot, or or some kind of city loser, lonnie sort of thing, sure. you would say, "Are you from the south end of Columbus?" And the sure. south end is a place that has always just, reputation. Yeah, it's just a place with the it's where poor white people live, basically. That's the whole fucking neighborhood. You know, it's there's people of color there too i'm just you know that's the generalization about the south end is like poor white people that have chickens and shit in their yeah. yard you know yeah. what i mean and um they ought to change the name to the trail Tears <laughs> street <laughs> they should <laughs> but the the name of the 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 i walk by this restaurant today a vegan restaurant that is opening up there and it's called commune and i'm just like what is this thing like you're marketing now now like i'm getting marketed to by gentrifiers yeah and like i'm the one of the i mean i'm hip to what's going on like it's fucking disgusting why would you market towards cop like that's not, yeah
0: you're, you're trying to make money
1: yeah you don't fit in this this is you're not a part what, of the community you're here. not from this
0: community at all
1: no you're just coming in and you have money and you fucking bought a a fucking restaurant. You put a restaurant in a building that used to be a place where a guy named Larry sold used washers and dryers. You know what I mean? But the real estate went up, and he couldn't afford it anymore. So now you're now you're opening your your restaurant, Then yeah. it's like not a community. It's not a community service. It's not like a community gathering point or anything like that. It's a fucking restaurant. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't care what kind of high high-minded ideals you have. You should try to blend into the area that... I mean, you should just... I don't know. Like, the gentrification thing's really rough, you know? Like, I I, I don't think there's any problem with the state deciding to, like, build bike paths in neighborhoods and shit like that. And I think that could... I think things like that, like public works projects in neighborhoods like that could be really great and and could, like, kind of change how things are you know what i mean like could change how people live and and how they see things and like uh if there was investment in like making sure that those people had like the same access to food that i have or that people in the suburbs have where they where there's like definitely more access to cheap food in the suburbs than there are in that part of the city right yeah
0: it's right i mean it's just racism
1: it's it is. Classic. It is. It's racism and classism. And the thing that bothers me about it though, because they don't invest in it, the people that do invest in it are people that have no interest in preserving what is in that spot at that fucking time. Yeah. You know, they come in with a, with an idea with a plan. and a They're plan. The manager. Yeah. And they develop, they call it developing and it makes me fucking sick. It pisses me off. And it pissed me off that like this bar, To me, use, look, I didn't book this show and, and like Brett booked it and it's not his, it's nobody's fault. Here's what
0: happened. I send scattershot emails. I send out six emails to six places that I got in one night, whoever
1: bites first, I try to get something down. That's all that happened. You know? Well, what I'm saying is this is the type of place that I feel like, uh, I've, this is the type of place that I feel like played on my sensibilities and ideology To like tie me down into that place. And I I feel tricked and I feel ripped off and I'm like really pissed. I'm like really pissed off about the door thing. Yeah. Because if I can't charge for my thing, but you, because you want to like make this maximum profit by ruining my fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. Then fuck you, you know, fuck you. You're not, I mean. I don't know. The whole thing was fucking dirty. Fuck that fucking place. Yeah, it sucked. That's naming names. We name names too, folks. Yeah. Don't just think that we're having people call in here and name names. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of mixed use condos and stuff like yeah. that in Columbus, and and like, I I mean, I seen I've seen fully gentr- Brett. You sent me a, a a real estate listing not too oh, long ago from Columbus, right? Yeah,
0: there was somebody in Columbus on Craigslist actually wrote the gentrification process is coming along. It's almost completed. Like they yeah. was like gave a progress
1: bar on it. Like, yeah, don't worry. There's going to be duck pin bowling here soon. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> we, uh, we got rid of all the people that are undesirable to you. And now it's just all people like you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You will never have to deal with somebody listening to Kid Rock on their front porch, I promise. Okay? Right. Yeah,
0: you get you get this special area now. They can live in the suburbs, right? They can get off the suburbs.
1: I mean, yeah, that's what they end up doing though. Oh, they yeah. end up and, and what that does is it takes the people who generations of people lived in the city and are are kind of socialized in the city and, a part of it and they're a part of it it moves them out and then separates them from all of the things that they would be used to too yeah you, you do you understand what i'm it's saying garbage. like so like they would uh they it'll it'll take those people that need the bus line that people that actually use the bus and then move them to an exurb where they can't get the fucking bus anymore. Or the bus is a prohibitively long ride. Yeah. Or the bus service doesn't happen when they're going to work. Yeah. And they just separate them from all that stuff. And that what this is, is this is white rich. It's people. It's white people with money making the decision on where everybody else gets to live it's they at one point we're like we don't want to fucking live in the city the city's fucking sucks it's dirty and we have to be around other people we're fucking moving away and then they redlined everything so nobody else could move out where they were and then after a while they were like we don't fucking like it out here in the suburbs it's a cultureless hellhole It sucks. yeah Yeah. their
0: kids grew up in misery in the suburbs
1: yeah and they were like well we want to live in the city so they move into the city and just displace all the people that they had just placed there we just they it's like they move everybody around yeah to whatever their whim is it's fucking disgusting man this fucking the the this every city dude it's every oh it's everywhere we go yeah i've never been to a city that wasn't like this it's fucking sad.
0: Yeah, it's awful. You know what actually I got some you want to do some more bummer news real quick. Sure. Um somebody just told me one of my neighbors is like a liberal works for the city guy and he was wearing this shirt for the branch out campaign where basically they had done this study. Uh the mayor had done this they paid for the study that showed like Columbus needed a few hundred thousand more trees. And that it created all of these improvements and community relations and all of this stuff. You know, trees are good for people. Yeah. And so they came up with this, like, initiative to get it started. And I just read today that they're, like, not going to do that. Why aren't they doing it? They just scrapped
1: it. They were just like, no, we we ain't going to do that tree thing. We had this tree idea, and then we decided we don't need to do this tree thing anymore. Yeah, they
0: promised in 2015 to do it, and then it got to be
1: 2018, which was, like, the due date. And they were just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about that's what they did with marijuana here. That's exactly what they did with legal marijuana here. Is they were like it'll be ready by September eighth. It legally it has to be ready by September eighth. And then they were like, Ah Yeah, you're you, not gonna get it. Didn't happen. Yeah, we can't grow it yet. Yeah. Well I don't, I don't know where it's at actually.
0: Let's cover some news
1: before we get out of here that's not just about ourselves. Okay. How's that okay. sound? This that works for me. a few things I saw earlier in the week. This is from CBS News Money Watch. Amazon, which has come under fire for treating warehouse workers as robots, is now deflecting criticism for a 2016 patent that proposed to house workers in cages.
0: I saw you- this. <laughs> I did see
1: this picture. Did you? <laughs> It's very disturbing. Yeah. The, so Am, Amazon has a patent for caging humans in robot work zones. It looks like um, basically a shark cage,
0: right? It's like it's a wire cage and there are arms that come off of it that like do different activities. I feel like eventually they're just going to like tap into your brain and use your brain as like the the uh, microchip
1: for the whole exoskeleton, right? Yeah. Well, I think they're just going to take it. They're going to figure out a way that they you know, can just take control of your brain and right. move your stuff. And then you go off into like a dream. Yeah. Like sort of like you get to go off in like a Matrix style adventure while they're fucking just Powering. poking wrinkles in your brain to get you to do work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. To power like an exoskeleton that
1: ships boxes to your house that's what's ideal that's their ideal setup uh the patent was highlighted in a recent article by two ai researchers who wrote that the design illustrated an extraordinary illustration of worker alienation a stark moment in a relationship between humans and machines while the optics of placing workers inside a cage certainly aren't good Okay. Thanks That's CBS soft language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it does have its plus sides. The patent's purpose was geared toward employee safety rather than confinement. The caged mobile workspace was designed to keep humans safe as they entered warehouse floors where robots zoom around pushing towering shelves of goods ordered ordered by Amazon customers. An Amazonic executive Dave Clark wrote on Twitter that the company doesn't plan on using this design. <laughs> no not this design it'll be much sleeker when we unveil it okay Sometimes even bad ideas get submitted for patents, wrote Clark, senior vice president of operations at Amazon, responding to a Seattle Times article about the patent. This was never used, and we have no plans for usage. Why did you try to to get the copyright to it then? Well, he said, we developed a far better solution. Oh, no. Which is small vests associates can wear that cause all robotic drive units in their proximity to stop moving oh okay
2: <laughs> I mean so I like just a stand by vest? a robot
1: just stand by it <laughs> yeah they just put a vet you, they did they made it sleeker actually you this, can quit your job and you can take your vest off and throw it on the arms of one of those so it just like spins out of control <laughs> an Amazon spokeswoman said the speculation about the patent was misguided she added like many companies we file a number of forward looking patent applications when she says forward looking Brett. She means forward, looking forward into the future where Amazon is allowed to put you in a cage. Right, right. stuff and the optics don't matter. Right. It doesn't (laughs) look as
0: shark cagey.
1: It's it's forward. We're like thinking forward to a future where it doesn't matter what you think about being in a cage. Right. We can just put you in one. You'll
0: just have to do it yeah eventually you're gonna have to get in the
1: cage we're we don't we're not thinking about now
0: no you would never get in the cage now but
1: we're gonna have a cage for you eventually (laughs) eventually you're gonna want to go into the cage i'm just gonna tell you that right now it's gonna be a choice between the cage and something else (laughs) you're gonna love the cage the other things like a shark's mouth or something (laughs) (laughs) even even as a design even as a concept the design is striking a nerve with some consumers at a time when the wealthiest americans are enjoying higher wages and income while many lower income and middle-class families struggle to cover their basic needs automation like the robots used inside amazon's warehouse has been blamed for hollowing out middle-class occupations and pushing workers into jobs with less stability and lower wages i don't know if like here's here's The thing automation is the fucking problem, but the real problem is that they're just not paying the people doing harder jobs, what they're worth. That's the fucking problem. It doesn't matter what fucking kind of job it is. You
0: deserve Well, It also means that the people right now are doing an extremely dangerous job to the point where they're like, we can't just have them out there like raw dog in it, like in the workplace, they're going to have to need to suit up, they're going to need an exoskeleton or a vest, some sort of cranial apparatus. Like, they are not going to survive. They're, they're, these robots is going to
1: crush them. They're go- a few people are going to get crushed before they actually right. figure this out. And they're, but they're
0: doing it right now. Then, like, we know that people are getting hurt at work and oh, probably yeah. should be in a cage for the type of work they're doing at Amazon. Yeah. But they're starting out at not, well, I guess they're saying, what, twelve fifty. I think, is the average is what they get paid. I'm sure,
1: yeah. It's it's probably around 12 bucks an hour. I, I know up. that the people that I work, that I went to high school with, are fairly happy with the wages yeah. that they make at Amazon. Amazon but I mean they're also like one of the reasons that a lot of them are happy with the money they're making at Amazon is because they're working fucking 60 hours a week at Amazon you know it's like they're it's like one of those things where there's a lot of people who get they need it I mean you just have to go for it I mean I've lived that well no there's a lot of people there's like a certain type of employee at a lot of places that'll work like that they don't like necessarily visualize it as I'm being paid too little on the hour for my job. They look at the end result paycheck right at the end and once you get to that 40 hours and then you can start claiming overtime, I I mean for a lot of people that means everything to them. Sure. You know, no, that and I- makes a lot of households Stay up. And I know I've known people who have worked overtime pretty much their entire fucking career. Like there were people at the cable company, dude, that would pay you a hundred dollars to take your on call for the week and they would just be on call six, seven, eight weeks in a row. Because they paid people every week to take yeah. their on call because you make more than $100 doing it. But you work like fucking 60, 70 fucking hours that week. And they were just like, they didn't see it as a waste of time. There are a lot of people that just don't, they like don't see it as a waste of time. They see that it's as like, paper. I'm going to get a motherfucking like a real ass truck out of this thing yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> i'm gonna get a dually i'm gonna get a 3d tv out of this thing if i work fucking 60 hours for the next three weeks i can get a goddamn the next big the, that bent samsung tv <laughs> yeah i can get the, the tv one. with the mood lighting on the side yeah yeah you know and and like uh, far be it for me to tell them to you know that they're wrong i don't i don't think that they're wrong i just don't think that well they they're
0: also i think then they expect a lot of those people expect everyone else to adopt that attitude right
1: know? yeah a lot of times they're like well i make plenty of money yeah, it's like you don't have anything else going on in your life. Yeah, you don't have like an actual life and yeah. you're you like you're, you're not building working. relationship with with you're not building the kind of relationship, deep relationships with the people around you that you might even think you are, you know. Yeah. If you're working 60 hours a week, I can guarantee your relationship with your kids isn't the same as <laughs> you think right. it is. You know what I mean? For sure. But like a lot of people need that I I I, I don't know, but but working conditions inside Amazon warehouses came under scrutiny earlier this year and hired a book about low wage work in the UK by journalist James Bloodworth, who worked undercover at one of the retailers, English warehouses. He depicted a workplace where workers are treated like robot, a claim that Amazon has disputed, which by the way, you can't dispute that. Like we've all fucking worked in a warehouse. Like, I don't know if everybody that's listening's worked in a warehouse, but Brett and I have, each worked in warehouses and like when we were working in warehouses, they were gearing it to treating you like a robot. And like Amazon is one of those cutting edge fucking tech companies that I can guarantee are a hundred times worse. And we've read stories. We've talked to employees of Amazon and we know like what's going on there?
0: No, yeah, I mean we had we had guns. We had to report everything, like every box we touched, we had to scan, and then the managers could pull all those numbers and do all that stuff. So uh, I don't even know what the fuck this was like, though. I'm sure it's awful.
1: Workers disciplinary points for workers receive disciplinary points for various infractions. Six points were grounds for firing. I worked at a call center that was like that. Calling in sick resulted in one point. A worker told Br- Bloodworth she offered to bring in a doctor's note and was told she would still be given a point. I have been there. I've seen yeah, that Yeah, it happens happen all the too. time. Yeah. Yeah, I hand- doctor's note don't get you shit at a lot of jobs. No, they don't give a shit about no doctor's note. They care if you were there doing the shit. Yeah. You know, a handheld device monitored workers' time and movement, sending messages when they were behind or slowing down. So, yeah, that's like a robot. That's full tracking. And uh, you know, the, in this in this story, I only found the bot that they talk about people peeing in bottles while they're on the floor because Oof. that ham machine'll fuck you up. Uh so that's awful. Yeah, maybe we'll cover this later on. Maybe we'll cover this this whole story later on. I'd like I'd love maybe I'll see if I can find somebody that works at the Amazon warehouse to talk to on a third Probably. show or something like that. I'm sure there's somebody. If you know anybody that works for Amazon warehouse and they'd like to call into the call in show on Sunday, we'll make them a priority for sure. And uh I I would be totally cool with like I don't care what kind of person they are I don't, I don't I don't care if they're like nervous like I'll I'll make it comfortable for them to do the show but like they can be anonymous but uh that place is tough that Amazon is a tough fucking place to is a tough fucking place to work it sounds like and
0: yeah I knew one guy that worked there he didn't last very long most people everybody I know just did stints there yeah it's not like I have I don't know anybody that's career Amazon warehouse.
1: Well, I mean, there's pro. well, I don't know if you can do it. If the, if the, if the, uh, physical requirements are as hard as they sound, I don't, it's the same thing as UPS. Like I knew a fucking hundred people that worked at UPS. I don't know anybody that ended up being a driver. I don't know anybody that got to the driver status at UPS because the job on the way up there loading the trucks, like you would work part time and it was murder just to fucking even do that and they'll pay for your tuition at college i knew so many people that just couldn't hack it
0: yeah you know larry g in the chat worked on the, the delivery side of the amazon
1: warehouse all last year okay okay larry g dm me or send me an I am or send it to brett and I'll, I'll have you on or you can call in sunday i'd love to talk about amazon and see what kind of hijinks are happening well, just what Jeff Bezos is up to, right? Yeah. What the bees is up to. I mean, like, why can't they make it? Why is this idea that, like, they would... Ra- I know why that they would rather spend money, like, fighting bad PR than actually just fixing the fucking thing and making it a good place to work. Yeah. I mean, these places make an amount of money now where there's no excuse for them not to be...
0: No, you. I mean, you're in charge of a lot of people's livelihoods. Like, yeah. you're this is you're the sole provider for you
1: fucking chose to be that that's not like necessarily like kicked everybody else out of business that even was doing it better right right yeah everybody else is gone because of you and you're the employee and this is what happened with walmart a few years ago walmart did the same fucking thing man they just kicked everybody else out of business and then came with some shitty ass jobs and was like i don't know why everybody's so broke what the hell's going on yeah you know because they're only getting paid at Walmart wages yeah yeah um, let me see if I can find it I, I uh, closed it's, the story it's
0: abysmal man we talked about it on the live show but it was Labor Day this week and it was also good to go to some of those places because we went to Chicago there they said that their minimum wage was like 11 or 12 it was 12 bucks, was 12 bucks or something which I understand it caught I wouldn't move to Chicago Unless I made a quarter million dollars, but uh, we went to like Des Moines and Minneapolis and uh, all, and St. Louis and all those. It was like seven fifty, seven seventy five, right there with us in just like unacceptable territory. Right, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. do. I wouldn't do nothing for seven dollars.
1: I I don't think any job is not worth. I I somebody asked me on stage like what the hardest job I ever had was, right at one of the shows, and I I roofing is like when I was an industrial roofer, that was probably the actual hardest work I ever did. But if I had to go to like number two, what was the hardest job I ever had? It was definitely fucking McDonald's. Like that yeah. job was not easy. And that's the job where people say, because it's physically demanding. That job is fucking physically demanding. And you can't tell me that you, you can't tell me that it's like uh. You can't tell me it's not. Like, you can't tell me that it's an easy job if you've never done it. It's not an easy fucking job, and it sucks. Yeah. So, I'm looking for one more story here before we get out of here. Okay. I had it opened up, and then the stupid fucking webpage shut it, and now I hate it. But it was about a pharmaceutical company who had raised the price... Of, uh, of course I can't find it. Like, why would I be able to fucking find it? You know, it's about a pharmaceutical company that raised the price of their, of one of their medicines. It was a medicine Mm. for, uh, I can't even goddamn remember what the medicine was for. Now it was something important though. Okay. And, uh, he wanted, he said, uh, what he, he said, it's a moral duty for him to raise the price by 400% so that his, uh, So that his shareholders made money on it. Like that was like his thing is. So he went with the the moral duty route to raise money. Yeah. It's a moral thing to do. And like, it's like, I don't give a shit about your motherfucking. uh, I don't care. Yeah. About your shareholders. Like I wish all your shareholders would die. Like that's (laughs) what I hope. Yeah.
0: I, uh, well, yeah, that's tough. I got to say also traveling around to these different cities you the, you're paying some crazy ass prices for kratom and cbd yeah like we are hooking you up because there's some shit that we have that was like double the price
1: yeah i saw a lot of pricey I, kratom I, yeah i can't charge them too much you know It'd make you feel bad if you charge too much you're trying to do a sweet boy thing yeah I'm trying to hook y'all up i would never find this article i've posted i've i've flipped past the same pussy riot Perfect. article four times okay and still haven't found it i hate the hill the hill is the website so if you can find it we'll probably we'll try to get it on the goddamn uh call-in show this sunday which is back please call in
0: yeah it's i think gonna be we're good.
1: done dude this is the show i think we're done thanks yeah. for tuning in
0: glad you listened to the show hope you enjoyed it um, we are putting together a little Texas tour, and uh, our West Coast is coming. I talked to my wife. I'm thinking it might be the week after Christmas. Uh, she's cool with it. All right.
1: Do you want to, I'm not announcing it. Yeah, don't announce it because I talked to the kid. And No. <laughs> she's a fucking asshole, dude. I That's told you. That's a good trip. I know. That's a I good know. gift, I isn't know. it? I know. I know. We'll talk about it later. Damn, sorry. (laughs) The kid hate my daughter hates fucking everything, dude.
0: I don't know. I can't take my daughter out of school for that long. I can't
1: either. I told her if if you don't agree to this, then you probably ain't fucking going. Yeah. So
0: Okay. Well, we might probably somewhere in November, December then. I'm thinking it's I wanna go when it's cold here. I wanna go where it's hot somewhere else. Um so I don't know. Don't that just forget like you heard everything that we just said um we also have gumball shirts are happening i'm doing the post right now as soon as i'm done recording this show so by the time you hear this the gumball shirts are going to be available for pre-order just twenty dollars um you can get them all month long until october 1st twenty dollars you can get an injury to gumball is an injury to all or gumball is a stupid asshole there's even a combo pack you can go and check that all out um, in October, after we order them, they will be 25 bucks. So get in early, save some money and, uh, get ready for that street fight swag so we can spread the m- word of gumballism to everywhere. Damn. I didn't even talk Spider-Man. You didn't get into your Spider-Man. Get He's down. a cop.
1: It's just very cop. He's a cop, but I'm going to tell you how I, how I play this game. All the criminals are actual bad criminals. They're just bad boys, and the cops are actually good in that universe.
0: Oh no! That's how I'm playing the game. You're playing it like in, like just a comic book fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantasy game. There's a Spider Man in it.
1: Sure. Like people are just like, oh, I hate busting these drug deals, and I'm like, well, they're actually bad. Sometimes
0: companies. they sell really crazy drugs <laughs> in those comics that actually do make the teens die and shit yeah. go crazy.
1: Those are actually the bad drugs. Yeah. So sorry, I, I have to I have to stop them.
0: Yeah, we don't we want to make sure the maybe Spider-Man should get people that are on bath salts, some c- cocaine or uncut cocaine or something. Just whoop their ass. Just hey, let me
1: whoop your ass real quick. Yeah. I'll whoop your ass. You'll be fine. You know, I'm not trying to send you to jail. I yeah, do. Hate sober spider man. <laughs> I hate how Spider-Man like keeps telling people to get a job in that game. Wow. He, he sounds, sounds like, like a real tyrant. <laughs> he's like, a, he's like a conservative grandpa a little bit. in That game. Jesus. He's like, maybe if you'd go get a real job, you wouldn't have to rob people. Okay, <laughs> don't judge. Spider- we don't all have superpowers. I told- you, I, no shit- well, but Spider-Man gets evicted in a game. Oh, that's- because part of the game. You gotta go get your stuff out of the trash. Because <laughs> your landlord threw it in the trash. That sucks. But, but, like, yeah, it really is, like, Spider-Man is the whole time he's wanting to help the cops. He even calls himself Spider-Cop for part of the game. And then he's like, I'm hanging up my- and he's, like, helping the cops and, like- Part of the part of the opening up the map so that you can see everything on the map is you have to go to these little towers, these oh. police surveillance towers, and descramble them so that the police can use them to serve, do surveillance on all of the boroughs of New York. So, so it's. Pretty problematic. Sure. (laughs) Like, if you're coming from my side of the deal. (laughs) But this isn't real life, right? It is not. It's just a video game. It is just a game.
0: It's still fun as fuck to swing from the buildings, right?
1: goodness gracious, it's fun. I mean, I think if they wanted to make it realistic, like they're trying to make it like this real cop world, then I would be getting in trouble all the time for swinging, and I'd have to spend a night in jail. Yeah, the cops would be chasing you every chance they got, (laughs) shooting their weapons. Cops would hate... There's also... A black cop character named Jefferson Davis in it, which I find like, I mean, wh- like, why the name well, of the president yeah, that was of the Confederacy? Back, yeah. Like, that's wh- weird. Yeah. Why? Why'd they do that? like what? what <laughs> kind of? Why'd you make that choice?
0: Yeah. I mean, probably an old character back in the, you know, the sixties or something. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's an old character, yeah, but it's just an odd choice game. for a yeah. name. You could choose not to use like, him. No, yeah. Yeah. I, weird, yeah. weird game. Very, it's the some of the choices are very tone deaf for the world that we live in now. You know what I mean? But because like somebody was like, oh well, they, you know, they made a Batman game. I'm like, but in the Batman game, you spend most of the time whooping cops' asses because they're yeah. like dirty cops. You're beating up cops and bad guys, right, right. But in this one, the cops are just like your buddies. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey. I love you police like it's the most you Blue do a Live, great job. It's the most all lives matter game I've ever played. That's Got for it. sure. Got I it. mean, I, I will. I'll try to get it on Twitch sometime in the next couple days so you can watch me yell at Spider-Man. I keep pretending that when I bust a drug deal, I'm just keeping all the drugs for myself. Right. You're just really pulling a lick. Yeah. I'm Yeah. I'm robbing them. I'm robbing the drug dealers. Right. Taking them all. I'm Spider-Man. That's what I do. And Spider Man, stop telling people to get a fucking job. jeez yeah, that, that, that sounds like
0: weird talk.
1: I know it's your dad. It's if your dad was Spider Man, cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cece's pizza ain't good enough for a vegetarian.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, folks, for listening. We will see you later this week. We are Street Fight. Peace.
2: The the South will never rise again. You can have your Robert an E. Lee and fight with your Dixie dollars, but the South will never rise again. You can resurrect the Jackson and kill him with the Dixie submarine, but the South will never rise again. You can have a hundred hundred, hundred spools and assassinate the president, but the South will never rise again. Will never rise again. You can uphold the Second Amendment and kill black people in churches, but the South will never rise again. You can join the Ku Klux Klan and bank crosses in our yards. but the South will never rise again. You can build a big fucking wall between the border of US and Mexico, but the South will never rise again. You can shoot us, you can kill us, you can run us, you can stone us, but the South will never rise again. 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 You never plow the moon You'll never get your stains in your Humans us but... you can stoners, you can shoot us, with but the south will never rise again.